Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host Michael and this episode is Q&A number 118. When this episode comes out, it will be the 24th of December, Christmas Eve, and uh, which means that in many places in the world, including Scandinavia, parts of northern, central and eastern Europe, and perhaps others as well, this is the day to really say Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you all. I hope that you're well and safe and enjoying a nice Christmas, even though it might probably be a bit different from other years here in 2020. I also want to say Merry Christmas on behalf of uh, Rasmus, who is the editor of the podcast Show Notes, and of Kerry, who is the audio editor of the podcast. So they all wish you a Merry Christmas as well. So the entire team here behind the podcast of that triathlon show. Big thanks to our sponsors, Precision Hydration, that you can find on precisionhydration.com. Precision Hydration make electrolyte products that you can match to your individual sweat sodium concentration. And in this winter training period, with a lot of indoor training, this can be particularly useful because you might be sweating a lot and replacing the sodium lost through the sweat can be critical for maintaining a good performance level. I personally use Precision Hydration electrolytes whenever I go longer than an hour on the bike whether there is intensity or not, because I do sweat a lot, even at low intensities, and I do seem to feel better and more ready, not just in that particular workout, but especially for other workouts later the same day or the next morning. It doesn't hurt either that uh, the taste is really quite good, so uh, so that is uh, another bonus. You can get 15% off Precision Hydration Electrolytes with the promo code DEATTRAFLONSHOW15 and do take their free online sweat test to get an estimate for how much sodium you lose and you can select the electrolyte strength based on that sweat test. Thank you also to Roka that you can find on roka.com. Roka are the world-leading manufacturers of wetsuits, trisuits, swimskins, goggles, high-performance eyewear and prescription glasses and sunglasses. And in the eyeglasses and sunglasses category, they have lots of news that have been coming out in the recent months and uh, recent year. But uh, some things that I do want to mention is that they now have the ability to add blue light blocking coating to eyeglasses. And this is such an important thing for improving sleep quality in this day and age when we have a lot of screens that are emitting blue light constantly. So, so that's a great new option uh, they also have home try-on options for all their glasses. You can try on multiple different models. And of course, they have their patent technologies like the Geeko anti-slip. So the glasses will not fall off your face no matter how hard you try. Finally, you can also update your prescription by taking an online vision test on your computer on roca.com to make sure that the prescription is uh, accurate. You can get 20% off all Roka products uh, with the promo code that you can get on roka.com forward slash TTS. Now let's get into today's questions, which are from uh, Kevin in Utah. Kevin writes, hello, Michael. As a physician with a science background, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. My queue of other podcasts is building up as I go through your old episodes. I really enjoy the evidence-based approach to the information and the huge amount of practical, actionable advice. I'm new to triathlon, only having bought a bike about four months ago and doing mostly strength training for the past six years. My main interest lies in the extreme triathlon series, including the Norseman, Swissman and so on. My ultimate goal in triathlon is to get the black Norseman shirt. I'm currently signed up for the Park City 
X-Try next September and was wondering how you would alter training to focus more on an extreme triathlon event like that. St. George 7.3 next May will be my first triathlon and my plan is to do a full Ironman base and build prior to tapering for St. George and then do a 26-week Swissman plan that I bought from Training Peaks. Any thoughts would be greatly appreciated. Enjoy the show, Kevin. Okay, Kevin, thank you for your question. And uh, first, I have to say, I find it really cool and inspiring that even though you're only just getting into triathlon, you have your eyes set on these extreme triathlons. That is impressive and inspiring. So kudos to you for that. For listeners that may not be familiar, the extreme triathlon series are, they are similar in distance to full distance races, uh, full distance Ironman races. And the Norseman and Swissman are two of the most famous extreme triathlon races, uh, with the Norseman being in Norway and Swissman in Switzerland. The difference with these different extreme triathlon races is that they are much more extreme than a normal Ironman race. Uh, Typically, they will have a lot of elevation gain on the bike and the run. They might be trail runs partially or completely. Uh, They are self-supported, so you don't have a lot of aid stations every mile or so on the run but you're actually having to have to organize logistics for yourself and race with uh, with a support team that might have a car to follow you or give you be able to give you nutrition and equipment at certain points of the race so they are extreme in many senses of the word word uh, weather i can't remember if i mentioned that but in the norseman for example you can have any sort of weather on that day and many other races for that matter you can experience different seasons in one single race and one of the reasons for that is of course that you might be going to pretty high altitudes in the mountains in these types of races just to give you the example of the swissman and norseman the swissman is a point-to-point race that is starts in the southern part of switzerland but goes over three mountain passes to the central part of switzerland and finishes with a climb in that central part just at the bottom of the massive mountain backdrop of the Eiger, Mönch and Jungfrau mountains. And uh, the Norseman is also a point-to-point race from Eidsfjord in Norway, where the swim is in 13 to 15 degree Celsius water in the uh, Hardanger Fjord. Then the bike ride is uh, very hilly, a lot of elevation, but compared to some other extreme triathlon bike rides, it should be said, compared to the Swiss, Swissman, for example, it is not the most challenging bike ride. The weather can make it very challenging, though. Then the run, that, that is a bit of a doozy. It's uh, a 42.2 kilometer run. The first 25 kilometers are fairly flat, but then in the final 17 kilometers, that it's a consistent, consistently steep climb up to 1850 meters of altitude uh, on the top of a mountain with the final few kilometers being scrambling up what just looks like mountain running and uh, not really on any particular trail or anything like that Uh, i wasn't aware before this question from kevin about the concept of a black t-shirt but some research revealed that uh, at this final at this checkpoint in before the final few kilometers of the norseman climbing up onto the top of the mountain only the first 160 athletes are allowed through that check- checkpoint. And those of, of those athletes, if you make it to the top, then you get a black t-shirt. The rest of the athletes are diverted to a different run course so they can still complete the race distance, but on a flatter course and get a white t-shirt. So put simply, you need to be in the top 160 out of 250 starters to be in with a shot for the black t-shirt in the Norseman. 
And the Park City Extreme Triathlon seems, from my research, to be organized by James Lawrence, who's the Iron Cowboy, who did 50 Ironman races in, well, 50 Iron Distance Challenges, self-supported Ironman races in 50 states in 50 days, who is very famous for that. And uh, the bike course takes place at uh, 1,800 meters or 6,000 feet above sea level and climbs up to up to 9,700 feet or 2,950 meters altitude with uh, over 8,600 feet or 2,600 meters of climbing through the Utah mountains. And the run starts at 8,700 feet or 2,600 meters and has a peak elevation of 10,600 feet or 3,200 meters above sea level. And there is 6,000 feet or 1,800 meters of vertical climbing on the run, uh, which is an off-road trail run. So with all this background information, how should training change when focusing on an event like this? So I've put together a list of things to consider in no particular order, starting with one it is not that different from your normal Ironman training. In fact, many things are exactly the same. It's still a long-distance triathlon. It's still a very long day out of swimming, biking, and running. Yes, in terms of the time it will take, it's even longer than a conventional Ironman race. But the type of fitness needed for an extreme triathlon is the exact same type of fitness as required for an Ironman. It should be said that the difference in terms of time should not be underestimated. For example, the Norseman seems to be about two hours slower than normal Ironman for the fastest um, men, maybe three hours or so on the female side. And uh, probably the slower you get, the bigger the difference becomes. So the Norseman is actually a fast extreme triathlon. Whereas in the Swissman, uh, when I was looking at the results from 2019, the fastest times seemed to be around 16 hours. So give or take seven to eight hours slower than a normal Ironman race. But Again, despite the difference in the time requirements to finish the race, a really strong aerobic engine and great efficiency. That's the name of the game in terms of the fitness components you need. And that is the exact same as in Ironman racing. So by and large, your training can be the same. However, point number two, some specificity specificity is important. I do not think that you need to do longer training days than you would do for a regular Ironman. So you could do things like the typical five to six hour rides that you might do for an Ironman uh, a couple of times and a simulation day perhaps where you would train for six, seven hours total, including bike, run and possibly a swim. But uh, some of your key training days should, uh, rather than being longer in terms of duration, uh, the difference compared to the Ironman training would be that you would try to mimic the demands of the race in terms of terrain, environmental conditions and so on. So to give you an example, if you are going to run up mountains in the race and you're lucky enough to live somewhere with mountains, then a fair amount of your long runs should be done not as a traditional road run, but actually going out and running up those mountains. And on the other hand, if you're going to be swimming in cold water in the race, then try to start your open water season early or do start your open water season early when you have a chance to get in some swimming in temperatures similar to the ones you will be facing on race day for the Norsemen, for example. Of course, depending on where you live, there is a limit on how much you can do in terms of terrain and environmental specificity. So depending on how seriously you're approaching the race, you might want to consider a training camp that helps you train more specifically for a week or two if you're really looking to maximize your performance. And also race selection becomes another important factor here. 
so if you want to be competitive at least so for me for example the norseman would be uh, a much better fit than the park city race because the norseman is not at altitude and i live at sea level so park city would be a much more different challenge and more difficult to prepare for properly here in portugal but on the other hand i can actually prepare for the cold water the norseman very well with cold water swimming in the atlantic and uh, also having been used to swimming in cold water in finland so but for somebody else depending on where you live the complete opposite might be the case so depending on the goal again and the race selection is actually an important consideration i do believe however that with enough creativity and desire almost no matter where you live you could train for any of these races if you want to it's just something to consider and especially so if you really want to be competitive going for podiums and so on but in terms of figuring out alternative options if you don't live somewhere hilly or mountainous you can do hilly rides on swift you can do hilly runs on the treadmill uh, although i should say that hilly isn't the only aspect that comes into some of these races it's the trail technicality of trail running and so on so so it's not it's not as good but again with enough creativity and enough desire you can train well enough wherever you live i would say so to wrap up this point specificity in the key training sessions at least not every single one of them necessarily but in in a fair few of them in terms of terrain and environment is something i would say is important to add number three on my list is strength training depending on the race and your ability you might as i said before be out there for anywhere from two to ten or who knows how many additional hours longer than you would be out for an ironman so one thing that becomes really critical is good functional strength this applies especially to the run on the bike you obviously need some bike specific strength to go up all the hills usually found on these courses but the hills do have the advantage that you can break from your tt position and don't need to hold it continuously for hours and hours so in that sense uh, it actually works to your advantage advantage but even so uh, just the ability to be on your bike for maybe several hours longer than a normal ironman will require all sorts of strength functional strength at not least in your core to make sure you can do that but on the run in particular with all the elevation gain the same thing applies but i would say even more so in addition on the run you do want to work on eccentric strength of your quads to withstand downhill running if the run is not just a pure uphill run but actually has uh, undulating terrain so going up and down then that eccentric strength becomes super important also when doing a lot of uphill running concentric strength of your calves and feet for the uphill component of running uh, well calves and and ankles i should say uh, would become even more important so actually one of the key changes compared to a normal ironman program is that the strength work is even more emphasized but also there would be some special additions to strength training for an extreme triathlon that you might not have in a normal ironman strength training program point number four is nutrition and hydration this is not really too different from what you would do in preparation for an ironman because already for an ironman you would need to train, your, to train yourself to consume enough energy and enough hydration and make sure that you practice what you will do in your race already in training but given that the race might be a bit longer your nutrition and hydration strategy might be different for the extreme triathlons compared to an ironman 
For example, you might actually want to take in more solid food than you would in an Ironman. Most probably you will, actually. And this might mean that you get a fair amount of protein and fat in addition to the carbohydrate that you obviously need. So this would be something to think about in advance and start incorporating in your training and actually train with the nutrition and hydration you will be using on race day. Number five is logistics planning and race planning. And perhaps this is the single most important point, really. Because, as I said before, most of these extreme triathlon races are self-supported. So you need to carry the nutrition and hydration with you and you might have a support team or support vehicle where family or friends or your team member is allowed to help you give you nutrition either continuously through the race or at certain points of the race depending on the race i think so whatever the rules are for the particular race you're participating in you need to start thinking about a logistics plan very far in in advance and start training accordingly so that bleeds into both the nutrition and hydration point but also into the specificity point so for example you need to know what clothing that you will want to wear on the bike for example in the norseman where temperatures might be not super warm and maybe you'll have to do some early morning riding to simulate race temperatures and figure out which clothes you can use and which clothes should be in the support car and so on and confirm what is the smart plan to do and essentially decide on what you need to have with you what will be in the support vehicle pacing also would fall under the umbrella of race planning and i think it goes without saying but you need to really study the course know what to expect study results from previous years and splits from previous years study strava files get in touch with participants from previous years and based on all of that and on your own fitness level develop a pacing strategy that is not a stretch goal but that feels achievable because in a really long race like this if you overstretch yourself in terms of pacing you might fail to even finish the race so so i think that being conservative is the way to go here especially as you're newer to the sport and uh, just getting into triathlon and next number six we have mental and cognitive skills and training and this point also blends into many of the others but i think that generally speaking what you want to do in some key workouts is to set things up for yourself to actually make things mentally and cognitively challenging because you will certainly experience these types of challenges on race day so to give you an example what i might do if i were to do a really long race like the swiss man one thing that i can already foresee struggling with personally is being out there in into the evening long into the evening because i almost never do that in training i almost always have my training done by late afternoon or early evening and i don't really like training in the evening uh, anymore although i used to do it a lot uh, some years ago but uh, for something like the swiss man where this is an inevitability one thing that i would do if training for it would be to do some of my key workouts pretty late in the evening actually depending obviously on how well, what i would uh, project my finishing time to be but for example let's say i project to finish at 10 p.m then if i have a four-hour key bike ride instead of doing it in the morning on a saturday morning i might do it on a saturday evening between 6 p.m and 10 p.m as that will definitely add to the mental challenge uh, compared to the morning morning bike ride and should prepare me from that particular mental and cognitive standpoint for what will happen on race day 
also in a similar way let's say that you have a long day of training where you want to get in four hours of riding and two hours of running then what you could do is actually break it up into four different workouts so do one hour of cycling and 30 minutes of running at eight o'clock and then again at 12 o'clock and at 4 p.m and at 8 p.m so so that would be another example of how you have to even though you're only training for six hours so okay that's a big day that's one of your key long distance triathlon days you're not going to do too many of those for sure but uh, but by breaking it up into four different shorter workouts you're basically preparing yourself for the mental load of actually you started training in the in the morning but then at eight o'clock yours you still have to go and do another hour and a half and even though it's not that long in the grand scheme of things at that point it will feel physically but even more so i think mentally challenging to do that and some of those challenges you do want to set for yourself to prepare yourself then number seven is around equipment and this falls into the logistics and race planning as well but uh, i want to make this a separate point because it really really is super important to make sure you have the right equipment for the race equipment that will see you through it comfortably and uh, without issues for example if you're doing the norseman one really great piece of equipment to get would be to get a thermal wetsuit and i'll shamelessly plug the show sponsor roca here that uh, provide great thermal wetsuits but uh, any one uh, of course would be uh, would be good because of the water temperatures on the bike considering the amount of hours you will spend then things like a bike fit first and foremost but also a good saddle a good comfortable clothing and so on are crucial and on the run things like shoes obviously but also socks are critically important here and keep in mind that the equipment that you choose should be suitable not just at the start start of one of the disciplines but also at the end so for example with running shoes and long distance races even if we're talking about only ironman uh, then your feet might swell and it's always better to go for half a size too big than half a size too small when in doubt so equipment make sure you plan that really thoroughly make sure you get it uh, far enough in advance do you have a good enough time to to train with it and make sure that everything works out well and then finally point number eight i want to just finish off again by saying that the same main principles of training apply so i know i already said it in point one but i think it's so important that i want to say it again in, in point number eight you don't need to reinvent the wheel for these races at the end of the day they are very similar to training for an ironman they're just these different points that i made are kind of icing on the cake they're marginal differences compared to normal ironman training so don't reinvent the, the wheel you just need to do the basic things right finding the right balance between training load and recovery the right progression of your overall training load and of your key workouts finding the right balance between different intensities in your program and with that i should say that you certainly should not ignore high intensity training even though you're training for a long distance race on the contrary you definitely need to make sure that you maintain some of that and uh, of course you should make not getting injured and not getting overtrained trained a priority so you should not be doing more training than you would do for an ironman because when you're training for an ironman you're maxing out on training anyway you can't go more than maxing out that won't give you any additional benefits so only train as much as you can recover from and uh, yeah those are the main principles all the rest icing on the cake 
So that's it for today's Q&A. Thank you, Kevin, for your question and uh, the very best of luck for your exciting challenges that you have ahead for you in the next few years in triathlon, I'm sure. If you have questions that you want answered on a future Q&A, send them to michael at scientifictriathlon.com and it's Michael with a K. And once again, have a wonderful Christmas, not just from me, but also from Kerry, the audio editor of that triathlon show and Rasmus, the show notes editor. Thank you also to our wonderful sponsors, Precision Hydration, that you can find on precisionhydration.com. Go and get a free hydration plan and get a personalized hydration strategy for your training and racing and get 15% off your electrolyte order with the promo code thattriathlonshow15. And thank you to Roka that you can find on roka.com. Check out their wetsuits, trisuits, swimskins, goggles, high-performance eyewear, and prescription glasses and sunglasses. And definitely, if you're planning to do the Norseman, check out their thermal wetsuits. And you can get 20% off your order with the promo code that you can get on roka.com forward slash TTS. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.